Hi, teacher mamas. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here today. This episode is a really great one. Um, And it's the perfect episode to hit that save button and revisit every once in a while. Because I think this is a topic that we just need some reminders every once in a while. Today, I wanted to talk about three ways that I have found helpful as a way to unwind after a really long, challenging day of teaching. And I've learned these things along the way, right? I I remember a time where I would come home from work and I would get caught in the complaining cycle complaining about how challenging my day was, complaining about this or that or whatever. There's always things we can find to complain about. And I would, and I would complain to anyone who would listen, right? And I think that's just kind of what we've been taught to do. We've been taught to talk about our day and, and in a negative way, we're like taught that that's the interesting thing that people want to hear about, even if it's at the super subconscious level. Like if, if we take a step back and think about the conversations we have, like most of them are in one way or another, it comes back to something negative. Even if it was nothing important, it's something to say. And so we say it. And maybe maybe you can resonate with that. But I, I noticed it myself, especially when my son was born. I was like, I don't I don't like this. I don't like coming home and complaining. It feels like gossip. And of course, I would never divulge like personal information or anything that was like student specific because I take um, student confidentiality incredibly seriously. But as you know, as teacher mom, there are plenty of other things that happen in our day that we can complain about to our spouses, to our friends, to our family members. There are things that happen with administration. There are things that happen with coworkers. There are things that happen like in a classroom environment or in, you know, like a fire drill. There are just, there are numerous things that happen, right, that we could talk about. But what I was finding was it was taking me away from precious time with my own children at home. It was taking me away from quality conversation with them about their day. And I even started to notice that I would expect their behavior to be better because I had a bad day. I remember coming home one time in one of my first years of teaching and um, I picked my daughter up from daycare came home and I remember this vividly. We were in the garage, we're walking up the garage stairs and she started acting up and started whining. And and she was like in that, like about to throw a temper tantrum, like as moms, you know it, right? You know it, you know, each of your children and you know, when, when a tantrum is about to go down. And I remember, I remember it (laughs) looming and I don't even remember what it was about, right? Like that's lost to history, but I remember her just starting to stomp her feet, right? And I looked at her and I got down at her level and I said, I have had a horrible day. 
my kids were misbehaving so badly. I expect your best behavior. I have challenging kids at school. I expect you to be good. You are better than the kids that I have. And I don't remember the exact words that I used, but that that was the gist of it. I expected her to be better because I had a hard day. I expected her to be better so that her behavior wasn't triggering for me. And how unfair is that? I mean, she had to have been two or three years old. How ridiculous is that? But I think sometimes we we do that as teachers. We've had such a horrible day and we come home and we just want to unwind. We just want to relax. And we're coming home to kids as teacher moms. We're coming home to kids. We're coming home to families. We're coming home to kids who have had their own challenging day. So how in the world do we get from our own challenging day to at home with them being the best mom that we can be for each of our kids. And that's something that I, um, it's an affirmation I say, it's a prayer that I pray. So please help me be the best mom for that my kids need because they each need a different version of me and, and I need to be that for them. Not who I think I need to be, not the mom that I needed when I was a kid, but the one that my daughter needs, the mom she needs, the mom my son needs. And Coming home stressed out from work without transitioning well, um, that's not showing up the way I wanted to show up. And maybe you can relate to that story. Maybe you can relate to that. So today I want to talk about my top three favorite ways to unwind after a really long day of teaching. And this has um, transferred now to um, tutoring and being a stay-at-home mom and having my own business here at home. Um, This has translated to that as well. Um, I just have to remember to take the time. And that's really hard. We can be, I don't have time. And I remember thinking that that day that I went to go pick up my daughter. I know I should have spent some time journaling that day. I knew it then. But I had the excuse that I just didn't have time. I could have taken two minutes. I could have um, sat in the car and let her play on my phone for five minutes and sat and journaled for five minutes to just process through the day and unwind. And I didn't do that. And so um, these are the things that I do now that I've learned along the way. And again, that I still do, um, even though I'm not a classroom teacher anymore, these are things that I still do now when I've had a particularly challenging day. And I know I need to switch from work mode to mom mode. So the first thing I, and this is actually the thing I prefer to do, but Time is a real factor here, and that's going for a walk or a run. If it's been a really, really hard day, I have a lot of pent-up energy, and I feel that in my chest, and I feel that energy just, like, ready to explode. And I know that, for me, the best way to get rid of that energy is by moving my body. And for me, that means going on a long walk or going on a run. And... um that's my that's my preference during those times. So ideally, I have these walks by myself. I can say, you know, husband, here's the kids. I'm going on a walk. I'll be back. Um, and I've noticed for me that two miles is kind of the time, the, the distance where I feel that release gone enough that I can come back and be myself. And so however long it takes me to get those two miles in has been really helpful. And then I show up being just a much better human being for everybody and for myself when I've taken that time to do that. Sometimes um, 
I can't go on a walk by myself. That's just not possible. Sometimes I have to have the kids with me. And so when they were little, they were in a stroller. They were in the stroller and we would walk. And um, we walked all the time. It is one of my top strategies to help, not just um, after a long teacher day, but like any time that I have, it just helps my mental health. It helps my physical health. It felt, you know, it helps my emotional health. Um, walking is one of those things for me that is like breathing. I just, I need it to feel like myself. And so we walk a lot. My kids love walks, thankfully, I think because of how often we do them. So putting them in the stroller to go on a walk wasn't a big deal. Now that they're a little bit older, my four-year-old, I still put in a stroller, um, a jogging stroller, um, and, and we'll still go with him. My eight-year-old is obviously too big for a stroller. So sometimes that might mean that she's riding her bike and I tell her where to stop and wait for us. Um, or maybe she's walking too. And part of, part of it is saying, I just need a couple minutes of silence. And then I would love to hear about your day. And so I'm getting what I need for my body. And I'm also having this beautiful moment with my daughter where she gets to tell me about her school day. And that has been beautiful. So it, it looks different based on the season of the life that we're in, but the walking itself is what helps me move from um, all that pent up energy into being more just calm and centered and able to be the mom that I want to be and leave the school day behind me. So that's the first thing, going on a walk or a run. The second thing I do to unwind, maybe I don't have time for a walk or a run. Maybe it's way too cold outside, whatever that may be. Or maybe I just know that I need to work through some stuff. Maybe there was, um, I, I remember having a very difficult um, team meeting. It was kindergarten through third grade. We were meeting with our administration to talk about some concerns we had. For whatever reason, I ended up being one of the, the voted spokes, unvoted, as it were, um, spokespeople. Um, and I ended up doing a lot of the talking, which meant I was the one that got a lot of the pushback. And um, I feel that very deeply in my body. <laughs> I thought I was coming at them with very reasonable expectations and requests. And um, it was not, I was not talked to respectfully back. Um, by the administration. And I left that day not only with pent-up energy and anger, which can lead to that pent-up energy, but also just feeling defeated and needing to journal my feelings. I needed to get out what happened. And I didn't want to rant to someone else. It was something private that didn't need to be out in the community until we solved the problem. And um, I just needed to journal, right? I needed to get quiet with myself. I needed to reflect. And so um, I did, I do versions of a journaling practice that I have uh, talked about before in the podcast. And I'll link, to, I'll link to that episode down below, but there are like questions that I ask myself. And so one of them is just like going through like what happened and writing down exactly what it is that happened, what was said, um, and what was triggering for me, and how did that feel? Where did I feel it in my body? And then making an action plan. What are some possible solutions? What are some things that I can control moving forward? And making a plan. And then ending 
ending it with with um kind of coming up with a mantra like okay I've made a plan I'm not going to let myself worry about this later so when my brain starts to ruminate over the situation or the conversation or my to-do list whatever it is that's bothering me when my brain starts to bring that up because it will I have a phrase that I'm going to say to tell my brain to calm down and and a lot of times it's I've worked through this I have a plan thank you brain but I'm okay right now I have a plan I don't need to worry about this right now so journaling has been super helpful. Again, I'll, I'll uh, link in the show notes the, the journaling prompts that I think are super helpful and that I use. But it's so helpful to get everything out on paper and then if need be, have like a to-do list as well that, that you can write out quick before you leave. Um, and again, just leave it. And when your brain starts to think about every single thing that you need to do tomorrow or the next week or the next month, you can say, hey, thanks, brain. I got it. It's written down. I got this covered. I don't need to worry about this right now. All right, so the first thing was going on a walk or a run. The second thing to unwind after a long day, transition out of home into, or out of school into home is to journal. Um, my third thing is a little bit different. And this has been through trial and error. It was not one of the things that like I found when I was researching how to, you know, help myself unwind after after a hard day. It's something that just kind of came naturally over the last couple of years. And that's playing board games with my kid. I love board games and they love board games. And so because we have this mutual love for a board game, that can be a really great way for me to transition from from school to home because it's something that brings me genuine joy and happiness. And um, it can be a fun way to bond with my kids. And so I've found that that's a really helpful way, like pick them up from daycare and be like, hey, let's go home and we're going to play Candyland, you know? And that's the first thing we do before we have to do anything else. And we have that time together and we do something fun. And so that can kind of leave behind any stressful day or a long day that's maybe tired you out and having something that brings mutual joy can provide you and create you with new energy. So that's something I found along the way. And maybe it's not board games for you. I know that um, there are families and even my family growing up that would not have worked. My brothers and I fought so much playing board games. We were so competitive that um, that would not have been a great strategy to help after a long day. That would have made things worse. But the point here is finding something that brings you joy. And maybe it's also something that brings your children joy. And so you do it together. Or maybe it's something that brings you specifically joy. And you spend a little bit of time doing that by yourself or with your spouse or with a friend. But um, taking that time to do something that brings you happiness and can help you leave behind the day at school so that the rest of the day you can focus on yourself and your own needs and you can focus on being the mom that you want to be. So those are my three things that I have for you today. Um, the first two are simple, right? Journaling and going for a walk, that's not hard. 
The third thing might take a little bit more journaling, a little bit more reflection, thinking about what brings you joy. I think as an adult, I've been on this journey the past year, especially of I, I don't even know what brings me joy anymore. I don't even know what my hobbies are anymore. It was so much just in the nitty gritty being a new mom, a new teacher at the same time, figuring all of that out that I kind of forgot what it is that I enjoy doing. And it's been a process to rediscover that. And so if you find yourself in that season as well, I highly encourage you to um, first pick up the book um, Power of Fun by Catherine Price and just start thinking about the things that used to make you happy, the things now that make you happy, and how can you add more of that into your life? And that's the third thing. That's the third way to help you unwind after a long day is doing something that brings you joy. If this episode resonated with you and you found something super helpful, we would, especially if you've been a listener for a while now, we would absolutely love it and feel so much gratitude towards you if you would leave us a five-star review and a quick little um, little snippet about what it is you love about the Teacher Mamas podcast. You can do that on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can do that on their website or on the app. And it's honestly the best way to get the word out about our podcast to other people. So a five-star review would be just, we'd be beyond grateful. It's it's honestly the best best thing you can do for our podcast. So thanks again. And until next time, I hope that you have a fabulous, fabulous week.